Welcome to Zichud Daf Simanim. I'm Rabbi Ram Golda, and today Masechus Kedushin Daf Yud Beis, the first parak Ha'isha Nicknames. The Zichud Masechus Kedushin program has been generously sponsored as a schutz for Chazakas Torah. So the three topics we're going to focus on: number one, the Gemara relates that a man once gave a woman a date for Kedushin, and Shmuel ruled that even if an entire core of dates is only worth a dinar, and a single date is less than a pruta, she's considered married. Chashin Shem Shavar Pruta Bamada. We're concerned that perhaps it's worth a pruta Mada, where dates are less available. Although Beisila taught in the Mishnah that a pruta is required for Kedushin, which Shmuel's ruling appears to make irrelevant since there's always a concern that's worth the pruta elsewhere, the more explains, the mission's minimum requirement is relevant for definite Kedushin, to invalidate another man's Kedushin. And Shmuel's statement pertains to a doubtful Kedushin, meaning a concern for possible Kedushin. A man once married a woman with a blue stone and another man married her afterwards. Rav Chista evaluated the stone to see if it was worth a pruta to determine if she was married to the first or second man. Since Shmuel says that even with an item worth less than a pruta, we're concerned that it's worth a pruta elsewhere, the Gemara explains that Rav Chista disagrees with Shmuel. Point number two, after Rav Chista determined that the stone was not worth a pruta and she was married to the second man, the first man's mother told Rav Chista that the stone was worth a pruta on the day of the Kedushan. Rav Chista responded, It's not within your ability to prohibit her to the second man through your testimony. He compared this to an incident where Yehudas, Rabbi Chia's wife, quoted her mother as saying her father accepted Kedushan for her when she was young and she was forbidden to Rabbi Chia. Rabbi responded that her mother's testimony is not believed. Here too, the mother's testimony about the stone's value is ignored. The rabbis asked Rav Chista that there were witnesses to the Kedushan Edis who knew the stone was worth a pruta then. He responded with a quote of Rabbi Chanin regarding a captive status for Kohanim. There are witnesses in the north who are not present to testify and she should be forbidden? We're not concerned about witnesses who are absent. Abai and Rav disagreed with the comparison, saying that a captive's case allows for greater leniency, and the rabbis did not marry this family's descendants. And point number three, a man once married a woman with a mat of hadassim. When he was told that it was worth less than a pruta, he responded, let her become married with the four zuz wrapped inside it. She kept the money and was silent. Rav said, this case is silence after money was given. And any silence after money was given is meaningless and does not constitute consent. Rav brought a proof from a price which taught that if someone tells a woman to guard a seller of his and afterwards tells her to accept it for Kedushan if the Kedushan proposal was made at the time the money was given she's married because she accepted it for Kedushan but if the proposal was made after the money was given then if she consented to Kedushan she's married but if she did not consent she's not married the implication is that even a lack of consent is sufficient at the time money is given which must mean silence and yet it's still insufficient after the money was already given some Amoraim objected to comparing the cases and were concerned for Kedushin in Rav's case. So once again, the three points are number one. The Gemara relates that a man once gave a woman a date for Kedushin. And Shmuel ruled that even if an entire core of dates is only worth a dinar, and a single date is less than a pruta, she's considered married. We're concerned that perhaps it's worth a pruta and mada where dates are less available. Although Basila taught in the mission that a pruta is required for Kedushin, which Shmuel's ruling appears to make irrelevant since there's always a concern that's worth a pruta elsewhere, the Gemara explains the mission's minimum requirement is relevant for definite Kedushin, to invalidate another man's Kedushin. And Shmuel's statement pertains to a doubtful Kedushin, meaning a concern for possible Kedushin. A man once married a woman with a blue stone and another man married her afterwards. Rav Chista evaluated the stone to see if it was worth a pruta to determine if she was married to the first or second man. Since Shmuel says that even with an item worth less than a pruta, we're concerned that it's worth a pruta elsewhere, the more explains that Rav Chista disagrees with Shmuel. Point number two, after Rav Chista determined that the stone was not worth a pruta and she was married to the second man, the first man's mother told Rav Chista that the stone was worth a pruta on the day of the Kedushan. 
Rechizda responded, Rav Kol Kaminach, the Asra Asra Abasra, it's not within your ability to prohibit her to the second man through your testimony. He compared this to an incident where Yehudas, Rabbi Chia's wife, quoted her mother as saying her father accepted Kedushim for her when she was young and she was forbidden to Rabbi Chia. Rabbi responded that her mother's testimony is not believed. Here, too, the mother's testimony about the stone's value is ignored. The rabbis asked Rabbi said that there were witnesses to the Kedushin Edis who knew the stone was worth a proof to them. He responded with a quote of Rabbi Chanin regarding a captive's status for Kohanim. There are witnesses in the north who are not present to testify and she should be forbidden? We're not concerned about witnesses who are absent. Abai and Rav disagreed with the comparison, saying that a captive's case allows for greater leniency, and the rabbis did not marry this family's descendants. And point number three, a man once married a woman with a mat of hadassim. When he was told that it was worth less than a pruta, he responded, let her become married with the four zuz wrapped inside it. She kept the money and was silent. Rav said, This case is silence after money was given. And any silence after money was given is meaningless and does not constitute consent. Rav brought a proof from a price which taught that if someone tells a woman to guard a cellar of his and afterwards tells her to accept it for Kedushin, if the Kedushin proposal was made at the time the money was given, she's married because she accepted it for Kedushin. But if the proposal was made after the money was given, then if she consented to Kedushin, she's married. But if she did not consent, she's not married. The implication is that even a lack of consent is sufficient at the time money is given, which must mean silence. And yet, it's still insufficient after the money was already given. Some Amoraim objected to comparing the cases and were concerned for Kedushin in Rav's case. All right, so now we get our Simmedaf Yud base, and our standard Simmed is 12 brothers. 12 brothers. So here goes. Six of the Diamond Brothers were so busy worrying that the date a man gave their sister for Kedushin was worth a Sheva Pruta in Madai. And the other six brothers were distracted, telling the mother of the man who was Makadoshah with the blue stone the day earlier that they don't believe her that it was worth a Sheva Pruta. That they didn't notice that their other sister sat in silence after a man told her she should become Mukadeshis with the four zoos wrapped in the Hadassim he gave her earlier. So once again, it's a motion. Six of the Diamond Brothers, six brothers and another six, twelve brothers all together? That must be more enough. Yud Beis. Six of the Diamond Brothers were so busy worrying that the date a man gave their sister for Kedushin was worth a Shabbat and Madai, which reminds us, the Gemara relates that a man once gave a woman a date for Kedushin and Shmuel ruled that even if an entire core of dates is only worth a dinar and a single date is less than a pruta, she's considered married. Chayshin and Shem and Shabbat Madai were concerned that perhaps it's worth a pruta and Madai where dates are less available. So, Six of the Diamond Brothers are so busy worrying that the date a man gave their sister for Kedushin was worth a Shabbat and Madai, and the other six brothers were distracted telling the mother of the man who was Makadashir with a blue stone the day earlier that they don't believe her that it was worth a Shabbat which reminds us, a man once married a woman with a blue stone and another man married her afterwards. Rav Chista evaluated the stone to see if it was worth a pruta to determine if she was married to the first or second man. After Rav Chista determined that the stone was not worth a pruta and she was married to the second man, the first man's mother told Rav Chista that the stone was worth a pruta on the day of the Kedushin. Rav Chisar responded, It's not within your ability to prohibit her to the second man through your testimony. So, six of the Diamond Brothers were so busy worrying that the date a man gave their sister for Kedushin was worth a Shabbaprutah Madai, and the other six brothers were distracted telling the mother of the man who was Makadashah with the blue stone the day earlier that they don't believe her that it was worth a Shabbaprutah, that they didn't notice that their other sister sat in silence after a man told her she should become Mukadeshis with the four Zuz wrapped in the Hadassim he gave her earlier, which reminds us, a man once married a woman with a mat of hadassim. When he was told it was worth less than a pruta, he responded, let her become married with the four zuz wrapped inside it. She kept the money and was silent. Rav said, the case is silence after money was given. And any silence after money is given is meaningless and does not constitute consent. So once again.
Six of the Diamond Brothers were so busy worrying that the day the man gave their sister for Kedushin was worth a Shavapruta Madai, and the other six brothers were distracted telling the mother of the man who was Makadosh with the blue stone the day earlier that they don't believe her that it was worth a Shavapruta, that they did not notice that their other sister sat in silence after a man told her she should become Mukadeshus with the four Zuz wrapped in the Hadassim he gave her earlier. All right, so now it's time for four blabach hazara. Dav Ches. So the simmer Dav Ches is a chala. So here goes. The baker who asked the cone to accept the five cell diamond studded chala, chala. That must mean we're on Dav Ches. The baker who asked the cone to accept the five cell diamond studded chala as pigeon for his son, even though it was only worth three, which reminds us, if one said, slime Accept this calf as five slime for the redemption of my firstborn son, he's redeemed. Rav Yosef assumes that the calf must be worth five slime, for otherwise the opinion couldn't be valid. The Gemara explains that the calf is actually worth less than five slime. Still, the opinion is valid since it's where the Kohen accepted it on himself as if it were worth five slime. So the baker who asked the cone to accept the five-cellar diamond studded chala as pigeon for his son, even though it was only worth three, watched his apprentice be Makadish a woman with amana by only giving her a dinar, which reminds us, Rebelezer said, if one says, he's kajli be mana, but nasal a dinar, be married to me with amana, and he only gave her a dinar, she's married immediately and he must complete the payment later. Since he offered amana and only gave a dinar, it's like he said to her she should be married immediately on Condition, he gives her a mana. So the baker who asked the cone to accept the five-cellar diamond studded challah as pigeon for his son, even though it was only worth three, watched his apprentice be Makadish a woman with a mana by only giving her a dinar. After she told him that giving her his baking set as a mashkom simply won't do. Which reminds us, Rabbi quoted Rav Nachman, if someone says, be married to me with a mana, and he gave her a mashkom, collateral for it, she's not married. Mana inkan, mashkon inkan. There's no money here given to her, and there's no collateral here given to her to keep. Daftas, so the simmer daftas is a teapot. So here goes. The pot who was distraught when the girl's father gave him back the broken teapot chart. Teapot? That must be more daftas. The potter who was distraught when the girl's father gave him back the broken teapot shard, studded with fake worthless diamonds, that the potter inscribed with the words, Your daughter's Mukadesh is to me, which reminds us, Abraissa teaches how Kedushin is performed with her star. If he wrote for the girl's father on a paper or on a pottery shard, even though it's not worth a pruta, your daughter's married to me, or another declaration of Kedushin, it's effective. This is in contrast to a document of sale, where it's a seller who writes the star. So, the potter who was distraught when the girl's father gave back the broken teapot shard, studded with fake, worthless diamonds, that the potter inscribed with the words, Your daughter's Mukudesh is to me, and was told it wasn't good because it was written, Lolishma, and without her consent, which reminds us, we learn from the Hekush of Gittin to Kedushin that the Shtarm Kedushin must also be written, Lishma. There's Malchokas if it must be given with her consent. So the potter was distraught when the girl's father gave him back the broken teapot shard, studded with fake worthless diamonds that the potter inscribed with the words, Your daughter's Mukudesh is to me, and was told it wasn't good because it was written, Lolishma, and without her consent, didn't bother to show the father the other teapot he had just finished, painted with the words, Bulas Baal, which reminds us, the Gemara asks for the source that relations can affect Kedushin. Rabbi Yavau quoted Rabbi Yochan as Darshan a Pasuk, Bulas Baal, a woman who had relations with a man. This teaches that he becomes her husband through relations. Daf Yud, so the similar Daf Yud is a minion of Yidin. So here goes. After the minion, minion, minion of Yidin? That must mean Daf Yud. After the minion of diamond dealers with diamond said to him, all agreed that it's Sophia, not Chilasbia, that affects Kedushin, which reminds us, the Gemara asks, Chilasbia Kona, does the beginning of the act of relations acquire for Kedushin or Sophia Kona, or does the end of the act of relations acquire? It brings to enough Kaminas. A Mamer quotes Rubb's conclusion, Koa Boel, anyone who has relations, 
His mind is on the completion of relations, and that is the time condition will take effect. So, after the minion of Diamond D was with Diamond Stud to lace him, all agreed that it's Sophia, not Chiosbia, that affects Kedushin. They got so involved in Nehida Machokas, whether Bia for Kedushin also affects Nesuin, which reminds us, the more asks, Bia, Nesuin Osa, do relations done for Kedushin affect Nesuin as well, or Erison Osa, or do they only affect Erison? The Nafkaminas of the three Halachas that come into effect after Nesuin, with Yorsha to inherit her, with Tamula to become Tami for her burial, if he's a Kohen, Lahafred Nindare, and to avoid her Nadarim. So after the minion of Diamond Eagles with Diamond Studded Talasim, all agreed that it's Sopia, not Chiosbia, that affects Kedushin. They got so involved in Nehida Machokas, whether Bia for Kedushin also affects Nasuin, that they didn't notice the Sada Rusadil Kohen after relations sitting at the table who wasn't permitted to eat. Truma, which reminds us the more it brings about Chokas, why in Arusa, Avakon after relations cannot eat Truma. Dafyadov, so the Simon Dafyadov is stars based on the 11 stars in Yosef's dream. So here goes. The girl standing under the diamond-shaped stars at night. Stars? That must mean Duff Yudalov. The girl standing under the diamond-shaped stars at night refused to accept Kesav Kedushin less than a dinar, which reminds us that this stuff primarily discusses reasons Rabbi Shammai's ruling that Kedushin with money requires a dinar. Rabbi Zer offers the first explanation. A woman is particular regarding herself and doesn't agree to become married for less than a dinar. Bishama is not discussing a case where a woman would stretch out her hand and accept even less than a dinner. Rather, he's referring to where the woman did not see the money given to her because she accepted it at night or appointed a shaliyah to accept Kedushan for her, in which case Bishama assumes that a woman does not consent to Kedushan for less than a dinar. So the girl standing under the diamond-shaped stars at night who refused to accept Kesav Kedushan less than a dinar was thrilled when she saw a young man approach with some Ketzev Tzuri, which reminds us, Rav Yosef explains Beis Shammai's ruling based on the statement of Ravasi, Kol Ketzev Amr Batura Ketzev Tzuri, any Ketzev mentioned the Torah refers to Tyrian currency, Mishal Divreim Ketzev Medina, and any Ketzev mentioned by the rabbis refers to provincial currency. Tyrian currency was made from pure silver and didn't have a pruta, which is from copper. Since the Torah required a silver coin for Kedushan by indicating Ketzev, it's understood that a coin of significant value is required, which Beis Shammai interprets to be a dinar. So the girl standing under the diamond-shaped stars at night who refused to accept Kesef Kedushin, less than a dinar, was thrilled when she saw a young man approach with some Kesef Tsuri, who was accompanied by his Ami Ivriya he purchased for a dinar. Which reminds us, Reish Lakish explains, that Beishamai derives the minimum amount for Kedushin from the minimum amount for the sale by Ami Ivriya, a Jewish maidservant, which is a dinar. All right, so now it's time to conclude the pop quiz of 10 questions. Number one, which stuff in Melchokas wine Arusa to a Kohen is not permitted to Truma? That's on Dav. Yud. Good number two. Which of the when Reish Lakish explains Beishami's ruling is based on the law of an Ama Ivriya who cannot be purchased for less than a dinar. That's on Dav. Yudalov. Good number three. Which of the when Kosh Tikusa Matamaus love Kumhi? Any silence after money was given is meaningless and does not constitute consent. That's on Dav. Yud base. Good number four. Which of the when a star of Kedusha must be written with Shema and a Samachokas if it must be given with the woman's consent? That's on Dav. Task. Good number five, which is something when the Shmuel rules that if a man was Makadish woman with a single date, we have to be concerned that it's worth a pruta in Madai, that's on Dav? Yudbeis. Good number six, which is something when the Rav Yosef explains Beishamai's ruling is based on the fact that Kesef in the Torah is referring to Kesef Tsuri, which is silver and has significant value, that's on Dav? Yidav. Good number seven, which of the one if a woman says, give a mana to pony and I'll be married to you, it works based on the principle of an Arev, that's on Dav? Zion. Good number eight. Which of the one Rabbi Zerah explains Beis Shammai's opinion is based on the fact that a woman is particular about herself and won't accept less than a dinar for Kedushin. That's on Dav.
Yidav. Good number nine. Which type of a question? Whether Bia, Nisun Osa, or Erison Osa. That's on Dav. Yud, good. And number 10, which of the one the told the mother of a man who was Makadish woman with a blue stone worth less than a pruta, that it's not within her ability to prohibit a woman to a second man through her testimony. That's on Duff. Yud, base. Excellent. That concludes today's year. That's everybody. Ram Goldham Zichu wishing you a great day and great learning.